I don't even know where to start. I mean, Jamie Kern Lima is amazing. I've got so many nuggets in here. Uh, and I know that I wrote down all the super special moments that Chad and Tay didn't write down. So I think I'm safe this time with the stuff that I've got to share with you guys. But we'll see. I'll go ahead and throw it over to Chad to start this morning off. Uh, uh, what notes did you take down with this amazing story of It Cosmetics and Jamie Kern Lima? Man, uh, the first thing I gotta say is from waitress at Denny's to selling a company for $1.2 If that doesn't give you hope that all things are possible, then I don't know what will. <laughs> That's a pretty amazing story. Um, and all the, you know, I thought it was interesting too that she said she didn't pay herself for the first three years because I think of Mark and Cindy with It Works and I know their first three years, like they, they were struggling. They were uh, looking for ways just to keep the business afloat. And the first, I think 3000 distributors all quit. So if your first 10 or 20 or 50 have left you, Hey, you're, you're in good company. Just keep going. Um, so a few things she said so many times in life, our setbacks are our setups. And I think that's so important. I was reminded of a story of a couple that was on our team and um, what happened was basically the husband was a chiropractor and he cut his hand on a table saw accident. So he couldn't be a chiropractor anymore. So you'd be like, oh my gosh, I can't do this anymore. Right. But because he couldn't do that anymore, he started looking for other opportunities. It works came in and it gave them everything they needed in that season of life. So you might be someone on here who lost your job. Uh, during COVID. And in the moment, it was such, it was the end, you know, it was a scary place to be, but maybe because of that is how you found your way here, which could lead you, you know, to the next place and, and the next season. And that's kind of for my wife and I's story. I was in the military and I was a soldier and I was just going to do 20 years. And then some things start happening and it works became the vehicle that allowed me to get out of the military nine years early which means for the last seven years, I've been able to be home full time with my kids and spend some of the best years with them. So, so when, when she said you're so many times in life, our setbacks are our setups, that is so, so true. And so I think we have to have that, the correct perspective when we're going through some crazy stuff to say, why, and how can this be turned into a good thing? Because, you know, the Bible says that God uses all things for good. So whatever happens a lot of times isn't good but it can be used to change our trajectory to head into a better place. Um, the self-doubt piece. I love how she said, you know, when she's having doubt, uh, just to pray, get still and listen. Each person has a calling and who they were born to be. You know, Mark Twain said, there's two great days in your life, the day you're born and the day you find out why. So I think the only way people find out why is asking continuously, right? Because seasons change and, and none of our time is wasted. So I think we have to continuously just be putting ourselves before God and saying, God, why am I here? What do you want me to do with today? What do you want me to do with my life? What's next for me? Who should I talk to today? Who should I reach out to today? Who, who will you put some people on my heart that I can connect with? Because that's where I personally have found so much purpose and so much fulfillment is just in the asking and in the truly saying, lead me and show me where to go and I'll, I'll be open to follow. Um, what, what did I put here? What do you know? Or yeah, what do you know? Are you staying in your comfort zone? Are you doing what you know you're supposed to do? I think we get those little, I think she said like gut feelings, right? We get those little gut feelings 
those little, and what those are are little nudges, you know, it's like little, little pushes in a, in a different direction. We have to pay attention to that because that is just make, call it the still small voice, call it the Holy spirit, whatever you want to call it. It's something that's constantly driving us and guiding us in the right direction. And we have to just be aware of it and go with it, right? Go with, go with whatever it's leading us to do. Don't talk yourself out of your calling and destiny. Every single day we've got a battle inside going on. You know, we have the battle between faith and fear. We have the battle between trying and giving up. And it's, it, it's not, it, it's the same for everyone. The reason why a small percentage of people win is because they're very, very intentional about building up their reasons. It's like this scale here. We have reasons to do try or excuses to give up. And if you focus on the reasons to try, and that's why she said the why behind the why, when you have a strong why, the how gets so easy and it just, it, it's, I wouldn't say effortless, but you just get in the flow, the, 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 the slipstream with the rhythm, whatever you want to call it. It's because, you know, you have a clear clarity really in just where you're wanting to go. When you have that clarity and where you're wanting to go, then you have the reasons why it's important. And then it's, it's just, you're able to do it then, but without those reasons and without that, why, then it's like, what's the point? And you'll just, you know, then you're kind of trapped by your feelings. Your feelings say, ah, don't worry about it today. And so you don't worry about it today because you don't have the reasons driving. That's why we talked so much about the why feedback is a gift. So get lots of it. Um, I love, it was a horrible feedback that she got, wasn't it? When they said, well, we're not going to invest in you. Now I love the long-term story where it would have been the best investment they ever would have made. So there's a story in that of letting your haters be your motivators, right? Or the rejection as God's protection. Cause now looking back, she kept more of the company and got more of the 1.2 billion versus if she would have gave it all away, which she sounded like she was ready to at the time. So, you know, what sets your soul on fire? Man, she said, what sets your soul on fire? If there's, if something sets your soul on fire, spend time in that place because that, if your soul's on fire, it's, it's because you were something about the way you're created is that's where you're supposed to be. That's where you're supposed to be putting some of your time and some of your energy shifting culture. Uh, I just don't think, he said, I just don't think women will buy makeup from someone who looks like you. And she said, a painful no can sometimes be serendipitous grace, which I think is, is so, so good. Um, surround yourself with people who have your back and believe in you. So think about who believes in you. Maybe it's a, a grandma, maybe it's a neighbor, maybe it's a friend, but make sure that you're getting time in with them. You know, one of the pastors said one day to us that um, we should spend, you know, some time um, cultivating relationships. We should spend some time initiating relationships. Now I would initiate relationships with people who believe in you, people who are positive, people who think differently than you do. And sometimes we have to terminate relationships. And I know you can't just go terminate, you know, start terminating people, but maybe with those people you can't terminate, maybe you should spend hours weekly instead of days or minutes instead of hours, because that affects you. Like if, if you, if you're around toxic people, the toxicity is it's, it's getting, it's dripping, right? It's dripping onto you. There's no way to avoid it. Um, the, the seed that was planted with L'Oreal, no, for three years, the fact she sent that letter and was like, hey, there's one product not in your top 10. So see, she had that nudge and because she, she's probably like, oh, it's probably not even going to read it. Why bother? Okay, I'm going to do it anyway, right? And she did it and it made it to that person. They, they read it and they actually kept it because it was ballsy, right? I love that. 
uh, the power of the why behind the why stuck to her gut on QVC. Could you imagine that, that battle? The professionals are saying, no, 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 no. You got to get the models in there. You got to do it this way. She's like, but I just want to, I just want to be authentic, authentic and real. And, and she was going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. But it, at the end of the day, she followed her gut and your gut should, you should listen very closely to what your gut is telling you to do. Um, who is my customer and why am I doing this? That's an important thing. Who, who are you passionate about helping with it works? Because go after that, you know, we call it an avatar, right? Your avatar is your niche specific type of person that you want to go help and you want to bring into business with you. I mean, you could be the one that goes and recruits a thousand school teachers because you're passionate about school teachers. You know, our CEO, school teacher, Cammie, school teacher, we know school teachers don't get paid what, what they are worth or what they deserve. So this is a great summer's coming up too. So, I mean, and I'm just saying school teacher, maybe, maybe you used to do hair in a salon and you can relate. So go build a team of a thousand hairstylists or hair sal or salon owners because they need this too. It doesn't matter. It just matters that you're finding people who you can connect with, who that you want to do life with right? That's what recruiters do. Like you're a recruiter for a professional sports. You go and you say, okay, here's what we need for the team. That's the person. That's the exact quality talent that I'm looking for. And you go after them, right? You go after them and share with them the benefits of why they should be on board with you. Uh, and I'll just, I'll just leave it with that. So much good stuff in this, Joel. And man, you're always finding these incredible people. I had no idea this person even existed. And I'm just like, whoa, She's amazing. She's sold business for 1.2 billion. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Steph just commented in, maybe you should check with your wives um, because that's how I found out about her. Um, so we'll give credit to Steph for this one. So maybe you guys, after this one's done, sit down with your wives and go, Hey, who should we be listening to out there right now? Uh, so great stuff, Chad. You checked off two of the ones I was going to talk about. So, um, Tay, here you go. Go for it. Check off the other things and I'll just make some stuff up at the end. Uh, yeah, I, I thought this was good. I've never heard of her. and She was just seemed very real and very authentic. But I'll just keep going when you mentioned sit down and have the conversation with your wives because I listen to my wife all the time. She's full of gold and wisdom and just uh, some nuggets sometimes that I just listen to her and I just sometimes soak it in. I like sharing this one thing that she said that made me think about my wife in a conversation that she was having. And she said, share the stories behind the story. And my wife was actually just sharing a story. She was talking about uh, how we were expecting twins and she didn't uh, want any more kids. She wanted to be done and it happened and she's still not as happy about it and how now we need a bigger house, we need a bigger car. And this one, when she did that, she was just being, being herself, being honest and just be, really trying to be transparent. And she got some uh, feedback, negative feedback from this one girl. And I thought it was funny because uh, when she shared it, she didn't expect to get the negative feedback. She didn't want anybody to feel sorry for it. She just wanted to share how she was feeling. Uh, and that that girl just got into her head all day. But then uh, I thought it was awesome. I just love how God works. And then this one girl, it was a lot of people reaching out to her and just kind of really giving a confirmation. Just let them know, like, your, your uh, feelings, they're, they're valid and what you're going through. Like, don't let anybody make you feel guilty for that. And this one girl said something I just thought would just, I think inspire my wife to like a whole new level. And she said, God knows what you have to offer your kids. So like when you talk about the bigger car, when you talk about the bigger house, it's not you being uh, greedy, it's not you being selfish. God know, like if I'm gonna give you this family, best believe I've already provided 
everything else for you. And I love that when she said, God knows what you have to offer your kids. And I took that as like, we as people, like when she say like self-doubt, like self-doubt is like, it's almost like, you know, in the Bible it says, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Self-doubt is like a weapon that you formed against yourself causing you not to prosper. So for me, understanding like at some point we have to like set aside self-doubt. Like we have to, I like she said, like we all go through seasons of it. But for me, understand like it's okay to acknowledge it, but don't hold on to it because we understand like this isn't something that God has said fits you. So for me, understand like I, I try to give analogies all the time, like self-doubt is like wearing clothes that don't fit you. Are you going to leave those clothes on? Or are you going to replace it with something that fits you? And me understand, like, I'm going to take it off and find something that fits me. And I'm going to look to like, what do God has to say about me? What, like, how did he say I am? And I kind of let that be my foundation for most of the things. So uh, I love that. And uh, the last thing that I share, I just want to be short because we, uh, this was very long. And I love when she said rejection is God's protection. And I love to see it as like rejection is divine intervention. It's God almost, uh, one of the scriptures that I love is like when God says, uh, in the Bible, it says like, you will make your plans, but I will order your steps. Like, this is the perfect scripture for that. Cause I think many times we, like, we knew what our life was going to be. And I can tell you right now, twins was not involved in that, but God stepped in and said, you know what, I'm going to order your steps. This is what's going to happen. But I think many times we do things and we try to manipulate the outcomes and I think that's uh, trust in ourselves. It's not really trusting in God and what he has for us. So I think when he says like uh, rejection is God protection, understand like many times the protection isn't for you. It may be that person on the other end. Maybe you have something that that person doesn't need in that season. So understand like every no is sometimes it just means not right now. Like continue to understand like when God closes the door, me personally, I believe he already has a bigger door open for me, but I have to be open to that and let him guide me to that door. And I think that's the problem with most people is they don't like they're afraid of the journey because we all understand like you don't just appear on top of a mountain. Like you have to take steps to actually climb that mountain. And I made a video the other day and this was something that when she said like quality of good, this was something that just came. It was just like I just felt like I needed to say it. And I said like the test is a part of your testimony. So don't get don't get distracted about what you're going through God is preparing you for what he's prepared for you so the things that you're praying about the things that you're dreaming about God already has it for you but you have to become that person and but part of becoming that person is being molded being shaped literally like I, I had this uh, example in my head that I want to share is like self-doubt is like being a hoarder you're trying to hold on to everything that no longer serves you and when you do that if you notice hoarders they don't invite you into the house like they're not open to compliments because they don't have enough room to like accept you to make room for you or to accept those compliments. So when you do that self-doubt, like if somebody gives you a compliment, like you're not going to genuinely believe it. Like you're not going to receive it in a manner that makes you feel good about yourself because you don't have enough room to do it. So many times like with self-doubt, you got to quit holding on to the things of your past and the things that people have spoke over you. And you got really, to me, it's like you have to surround yourself with the right people like Chad and Joe, who are not, they're not gonna tell you what they think about you. They're gonna tell you what God thinks about you. And I think that's what I love about you guys so much is like, you're always leading people up. You're not trying to make us feel good about ourselves. Like you're literally trying to let us know like, this is what I see in you. This is what I believe God has spoke over you and what he believes about you. So I think that's what we have to be for mo uh, many people most times to understand like self-doubt, like I said, like self-doubt is a weapon. And if you, if you let that weapon like literally cause you not to prosper, then that's on you. But I think many times it's like we have a choice. And I love when she, the, what I love most about her story, she kept saying, follow your gut. 
follow your gut, follow your gut. Your gut will lead you to some uncomfortable places. And you have to understand like in those uncomfortable places is where you're going to uh, begin to know you, begin to become a, a more uh, equipped version of you. And you're going to do things that you're probably uncomfortable, uncomfortable with in that season. But what I love about it is she wrote a book on it. She literally wrote a guide telling people not just the success, not just selling a company for 1.2 billion. Like she talks about the self-doubt. She literally wrote a, a blueprint for everything that she went through and literally is giving it to us. So I think many times you have to understand like you're mapping out a route for many people to take, but you have to be willing to like literally chart that course yourself, like blaze that trail yourself so that you can give that, that map out to people. So I think this was so good on so many levels. And like I said, I never heard of her either. So I thank you, Stephanie, uh, for sharing this with Joe. And I thank you, Joe, for sharing this with us. I think I just got so much, uh, like she was very transparent and I just felt like she was just very authentic in what she doing. I just love the fact that she kept quoting people from who we've listened to on these Zoom. So it's like confirmation to us, like we're doing the right things. We listen to the right people and we're surrounding ourselves with the right voices that speak in life and just inspiring us to really go after everything that God has promised us. So thank you for sharing this with Joe and thank you for sharing your notes as well, Chad. So here's the book. <laughs> Believe it. Make sure you go out and get it because uh, it'll definitely help you with mindset. And her story is great. It says how to go from being underestimated to unstoppable. And I'm going to continue with what Tay was talking about on, self, on the self-doubt. She basically said, do you have self-doubt? If you do, you need to understand that it's a volume knob and you have the choice whether to turn it down or turn it up. And she said, the problem with it is most people tend to only turn it up. They never turn it down. So that, that was kind of mind blowing to me. Uh, the other thing that she said, which th this is just great for sales in general, while she was trying to get her product up and going, her business up and going, she said, going live and sharing about a product every day is what she did. Okay, you're, you're listening to somebody who sold a company for $1.2 billion telling you to go live and share stories about your product. Probably should do that. Uh, the thing that she said was most people end up shelving their dreams by staying in their comfort zone. Guys, you have dreams, you have desires, but if you're still sitting back being comfortable, you're going to get frustrated because you're not doing the things that it's going to take to achieve those things. She said the best way to make that happen is to go deeper into your why until it gives you a relentless drive. If you are not waking up in the morning ready to get that next distributor, ready to get that next customer, it's probably because you have a surface level why. When your surface level why is just, I wanna have $100 a month, for us at the beginning, that wasn't surface level. That was us trying to pay our bills. But then what happens is when you get those surface level whys, you wonder why you get stuck. You get stuck because of the fact that you've accomplished the surface level whys and you have to go deeper. She said she had to go deeper multiple times in order to move her business forward. So if you're stuck right now, take a look at your why and start digging deeper into it. She says, never take rejection personally. Rejection is God's protection, which I love that. And I love this. The people who don't believe in you are usually positive relationships. Have you ever noticed that the people that you love are the ones who are probably the ones that aren't giving you the most support? 
She said, continue to post your wins because as you're doing that, the people that are watching you will start to join you. Uh, Steph's a perfect example of it. Look at us. We're, we're 12 years into this. And do you think we were getting the kind of people then that we are now? We've shown consistency and persistency to show up and to be here and that we're not going anywhere. So what does that do? That causes people to have security knowing that we're here. We've probably had people watching us all 12 years that won't join until year 15. But if we don't get to year 15, we'll never know that. So make sure that you continue to post those wins and those people show up. Another one that's interesting that I wrote down is your circles have their own capacity to support you. And it may not match what you are expecting them to support you. So maybe your mom, your grandma, your brother, your sister, your cousin, your best friends don't support your business. Or maybe they do just by clapping for you and they're not a customer. That's okay. Understand that they're supporting you in their capacity. May not be the exact capacity you want them to, but they're still supporting you. Uh, she said, I believe in planting seeds. So how many seeds are you planting every day? The interesting thing is L'Oreal said no to her for three years and then ended up buying her for $1.2 billion. So for them, that was just dumb on their part. I mean, they probably could have picked it up at half a billion dollars three years earlier, but that's also God's protection, like she was saying. Uh, this, is, this is the one. Okay, everybody... Make sure that you replay this one over and over again, because this was just amazing. Stop prioritizing flash over cash. Are your Instagram pics perfect? Is your Facebook Live perfect? But you're not in willing distributors and loyal customers? If that's the case, you're spending more time on your posting than you are enrolling in your business. So if you're spending more time on your posts than you actually are in enrolling people, you're putting one in front of the other, which the one, which is the posting and the lives is supposed to support and create the other. So if you're doing it that way, you're spending time on busy work as opposed to the productive work. That was mind blowing to me that the one thing that she was supposed to do had to lead to the other. She was using QVC as an example. She got on there and there was a 10 minute timer and she knew she had 10 minutes until she got there. And she found out that if she doesn't create sales in the first two minutes, her 10 minutes turns into two minutes and it's over. The same thing is true with your business. If you're continuing to post and post and post and post and everything looks perfect, if we scroll through your Instagram and it looks absolutely perfect, but then we go into your e-suite and you haven't enrolled anybody in 90 days, what is the purpose of having the perfect Instagram? If in fact you're using it to build your business. So you need to take a look at it and reprioritize it and use it accordingly to leverage your business. I thought that was just mind blowing. She said, it's easy to define your values, but it's so much harder to actually walk them out. And a perfect example of this is Mark. Like she said, people were trying to say, well, why don't you have glitter makeup? And why don't you have this color palette? And why don't you have all, they were trying to get her to go in different directions. Mark gets that all the time. Why don't we have this product? Why aren't we looking at this product? Oh, this company over here has this product. 
It's because Mark ignores what everyone is doing because he has a core understanding of the values of what he wants for the company and for your best interests that he stays focused on that regardless of what people are doing on the left and on the right. She said, it's not having blinders on to ignore them. She said, she's looking at what they're doing, but she knows what she wants to accomplish with her business and her brand, just like Mark knows what he wants to accomplish with this business and the company. And the thing is, is it's always worked out. The other thing she talked about is your story is the same as millions of other people out there. But the ones who are successful are the ones who step up and share it so that they can change other people's lives. For Stephanie and I, our story about bankruptcy and standing in food lines was something we didn't talk about for the first two years. But the moment that we opened up about that, it connected with thousands of people who have gone through that exact same thing. You have a story that will connect with other people going through what you're going through. And then you create a community based on that. And together you grow your businesses and change lives. The victory isn't the outcome. It's always in the journey. Guys, we're so excited that you come along this journey with us. Thanks for tuning into this one. Make sure you go back and share it with others. Make sure you go out and get her book, Believe It. I'm sure you can find it everywhere books are sold. You could probably get the audio book. Uh, make sure that you take the notes down and use it to go out and impact and change others' lives because we believe in you and we know you were designed to do great things. Go out and make it an awesome day. We'll see you again here next time.